0: Back to episode twenty-two of the Beaver Dam. I'm your host Patrick Tillman. Joined alongside Grant and Garrett. Grant, how you doing today?
1: I'm uh, I'm solid. Pat, how are you?
0: I'm doing pretty good. It was a nice long Easter weekend, and uh, it was just nice to be able to get away from Bluffton for a couple of days and be able to spend time with the family, especially. Um, because of having the season, um, in the springtime, we really haven't got to see my family much and because of COVID can't really go home. Um, so it was nice to be able to see my family a little bit and be able to relax and, and get away from classes, especially with spring break being canceled. Um, it definitely felt like, uh, that break was, uh, much needed. Um, I'm sure you probably felt the same way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was, uh, it was nice to get away, uh, for a couple of days and just kind of, uh, reset and, and get ready for the last month of classes and, um you know the next i think we only have one more game left so season winding down and and being able to go to uh the other spring sports here like baseball and softball instead of uh, you know having practice and stuff
0: definitely and uh Garrett how was your uh your your easter break was it nice being home with family
2: definitely it was nice uh enjoyed the time being back and uh just as you said a nice refresher I think that we all need it, especially for the sports teams. You know, maybe as if it's maybe a day going home, it's still still a day that maybe a break from your teammates um, that you need and get back to uh, get back to go ready to go today. As we were at practice today, I think it was all it was evident that we were all ready to go. So, you know, this great and uh, exciting week of Beaver Sports.
0: It was definitely an exciting week, a, a down week, I guess is what you would say, compared to, to what we had last week with the amount of sports. Really, it was, uh, it was pretty light. Both men's and women's soccer only played once. Only men's golf competed. Uh, baseball did play three times. Um, softball played twice. And then we'll wrap it up with football, um, who uh, traveled down to Mount St. Joe on Saturday. Um, but let's go ahead and uh, get into uh, men's soccer, who... Um, unfortunately, dropped a 3 0 decision to Manchester University on a cool and windy Wednesday, March 31st. The unorthodox regular season comes to a close with Bluffton supporting a 1 6 2 mark overall and in the conference. Manchester improved to 5 3 heading into its rivalry matchup with Anderson on Good Friday.
1: Manchester needed less than six minutes to crack the scoreboard when Josh Gonzalez found Harley Kirschwitz for a quick 1 0 lead. Kirschwitz connected with Corey Mitchell in the minute 24 and. A tap back by the Beavers late in the first half set up Jacob Nepper for his second goal of the season and a commanding 3-0 spread at the break.
2: Grant Ingham and Elijah Greaser paced the Bluffton offense with two shots apiece. Fellow sophomore Tanner Newport racked up five saves on Wednesday afternoon. Senior Brendan Nickel earned his first collegiate start after wowing all the fans in the stands with his version of the Star-Spangled Banner on the electric guitar.
0: The Beavers will be back in action in the 9th and 10th place game against Anderson University here at Bluffton University at 3.30 p.m. on Thursday. Um, and so it'll be exciting for them. That is the Beavers' one win of the season is against Anderson. But um, I, I think uh, Garrett hit on it a little bit. It just felt like the, the soccer team would just we were down it was just uh, it's been a long grueling season it, it, even though it's only been a month it just feels like uh, we've had the injury bug and it, it just feels like uh, we needed that little bit of a break so i'm hoping uh, a couple days off uh, practice uh, was really good today and i, I hope we can uh, bounce back and be ready to go uh, for our tournament game on thursday
1: absolutely was, uh you know like you said injury bug has taken a couple starters from us and and we don't have the biggest squad in terms of numbers, and it really has shown uh, this year. and And when you're playing, you know, three games a week, that that is uh, it's hard to uh, you know deal with that with such a, a thin squad. But um, I think, like you said, practice was good today, and hopefully, we can come with a with a little bit more energy Thursday.
0: Agreed. Let's move over to women's soccer who went on to face the only other team in the conference that was winless so The Beavers had to win in order to be able to play in a postseason game And they did just that on a cold Wednesday March 31st and they returned home from Manchester University with the with its first victory of the season fluffing down the Spartans 1 to 0 improving to 1 7 and 1 overall and 1 6 and 1 in the Heartland Conference Manchester saw its regular season come to a close with an 0 and 8 mark overall and in the HCAC
1: after a first half that saw the teams combine for just four shots, senior Maddie Huffman cashed in with her second goal of the season and just the third score for Bluffton this year in minute 49. The defense held stout as Bluffton finished the game with a 9-3 edge in shots and a 6-1 advantage in corner kicks.
2: Huffman fired five shots for the visitors, including four on frame and one, and the one that mattered. Emma White chipped in with two shots for the Beavers. Senior Jules Frazier noshed their first victory of 2021, fending off all three Spartan shots.
0: The women will be back in action when they get a host Earlham College on Wednesday, April 7th, um, for a 3.30 p.m. kickoff. And for the women, it just had to feel good to finally get a win. Um, they, it was two winless teams uh, against each other. And for them, it just has to be a confidence boost and a a year that they expected to go a lot better. They've had a, a couple of close games just not seem to fall their way. And finally, um, they're able to get um, over the hump and bring in that first win of the 2021 season.
1: Yeah, like you said, it's a big com- uh, confidence booster for them. I think they're carrying a lot of confidence into uh, into their postseason game with Earlham, which they felt like they should have really won at Earlham early in the year when, in which they tied. And I think they have a lot of confidence that they can get a, a positive result and carry that momentum into next season
2: yeah definitely as you said uh they thought they should have got a better result at Earlham, and i think the the women are pretty anxious to get after it you know the finishing out the season on home turf a uh, big one for the seniors and the rest of the beavers i'd say
0: definitely is exciting for them to be able to to finish at, at home they went from almost not being able to make the tournament to to getting to host earlum instead of having to to go to earlum uh, gotta love tiebreakers and, and how that works but for them they're excited and for for us seniors it'll be one last time to be able to play um on alumni field which is a little weird to to say playing on the turf alumni field we're used to, to playing on the soccer field but it'll it'll feel good to be be uh be able to be at home one more time um, but let's move over to golf who uh the men's golf team competed on thursday and fr- or excuse me friday and saturday um, and so the the tra- they traveled down to Indiana for day one of the Randall Sadler Invitational at Harbor Links Golf Course. Bluffton stood in sixth place after shooting a 328 on Good Friday, April second.
1: Senior Dakota Pratt led the Beavers with an impressive 79. Nathan Eberly and Nick Offenberger were just off the pace at 82 and 83, respectively. Sophomore Justin Metzger rounded out the scores for Bluffton with an 84 on Saturday.
0: They then returned back to action the next day on Saturday. Um, when they traveled up to Indiana on day two of the Randall Sadler Invitational at the Harbor Links Golf Course, Bluffton ended up not moving up or moving down, and they finished in sixth place after shooting a three thirty nine on Saturday.
1: Pratt led the Beavers with a one sixty four and had a eighty five on Saturday. Eberly and Offenberger were right behind. Him with 165 and 168. And Justin Metzger rounded out the scores again with a 86 on Saturday for a weekend total of 170.
0: The Beavers will return to action on Wednesday, April 4th, when they travel to Sycamore Springs near Arlington to play in a match hosted by Defiance College. Um, and, and we, we kind of talk about how it just has to feel good for, for the golf team to, to just be back out on the course. They have the simulator, but – a simulator is just not the same as being on the course and getting the feel of being out there. I mean, finally, the weather is being nice where they're able to play every single day. And I think you're going to continue to see these scores improve. And you saw Dakota shoot a 79, which is just seven over par, which um, is a great is a great score. I mean, I, I think I would love to shoot a 79 when I go out and play. Um, and so for them, just uh, continuing to get better. But a 79 by Dakota on, on Friday, he has to be extremely happy with that.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he is happy with that. And, uh, you know, coming in, you know, pretty much cold and, and playing, um, you know, only a couple rounds to prepare for an event like that, uh, it's pretty impressive that they shot that low. And hopefully, you'd have to assume that the, the scores will get lower and they can really compete at, at a high level within the conference.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to see how they do. They do get a host the conference this year because of last year, it was supposed to be at Bluffton. Um, so. With it being canceled last year, they do get to host it here. I mean, that's that's an advantage with uh, with our golfers being able to to play on the conference course um, on a daily basis when they get when they go to practice. So um, for them, that's extremely exciting, and I'm excited to see how they do. Um, but let's move over to baseball. They had three games this week. First game um, where they traveled for a single um, game, which is unusual for the for the baseball team. Most of the time, they're they're playing double headers. Um, But the Bluffton University baseball team led 1-0 through six and a half innings. But Earlham College put up two in the 7th and two more in the 8th for a 4-1 victory on a chilly Wednesday, March 31st. Earlham improved to 9-6 on the season while the Beavers fell to 3-12 overall and in the Heartland.
1: Reed Rule and Jacob Litowski laced one-out singles and Rule crossed the dish when Parker Reynolds doubled to right center in the top of the third. The Beavers made... That lead hold up until the home half of the seventh when a two-out rally by the Quakers saw Earlham take a 2-1 lead. Two more tallies in the bottom of the eighth, put it on ice as EC took the Wednesday night contest 4-1 under the lights.
2: Reynolds went 2-4 two, 2 of four with Bluffton's lone RBI. Spencer Garrison and Jaden Jockes combined for six shutout innings to open the game, but neither factored in the decision when Earlham rallied in the seventh and the eighth. Jock has fanned out four in his two innings of relief. Sophomore Jacob Dalton fell to 0-2 after getting torched up for four runs and six hits in two innings on the bump. The Beavers were then back in action
0: on Friday, good Friday, April 2nd, when they played host to Manchester University for the second time in the past two weeks. Oh, excuse me. They traveled to North Manchester. Bluffton cleaned up with a 4-3 victory in Game 1 before the Spartans secured the split with a 7-3 win in the nightcap as Bluffton moved to 4-13 overall and in the Heartland Conference.
1: Bluffton jumped on top with two runs in the top of the first when Parker Reynolds singled home Reed Rule and then came around himself thanks to an Adam Duncan double to right field. A Manchester error in the third allowed Jacob Lutowski to score, making it 3-1 in favor of the good guys.
2: Sophomore Jack Towel lifted a sacrifice fly. To the center in the fifth, plating rule another before another Spartan miscue allowed Latovsky to scurry home for a 5-1 lead. Manchester answered with a pair of runs in the home half, but Latovsky delivered it again in the sixth with the with his two-bagger that drove in Rule and Jackson Rogan. The Manchester wheels all came off, all came off in the top of the ninth when and Bluffton and exploded for seven runs on five hits, three and three Spartan errors. Rogan. Delivered the knockout blow with his first collegiate home run—a grand slam to right field—that helped capped off, uh, capped off its 14-3 victory in the L- lid lifter. Senior Garrett O'Reilly was sensational
0: on the hill, tossing eight innings of three-run, of three-run ball for his first victory of the season. He struck out six and walked just one in seven, in his seven hitter. Junior Sam Meek closed it out with two strikeouts in a perfect ninth inning. Latoski went four-six with three runs scored and. Two RBI. Reynolds finished three of five for two runs and two RBIs. Rogan torched the Spartans with a three of five effort that included four RBIs and two runs scored. Rule crossed the dish four times with two hits. Duncan chipped in with a pair of safeties and two RBIs.
1: Reynolds singled home Latoski for a one nothing lead in Game Two, but scores by Manchester in each of the first three innings had the Beavers down three one going into the fifth. Tau drove in Rogan with his single to center, and Lenny Winarski followed with the RBI base knock to right field that plated Tau in the top of the fifth. A three-run Manchester six proved to be the difference as Bluffton dropped game two by a 7-3 count when the Beavers were unable to scratch out any runs over the final four frames. Freshman self Seth Altman allowed three runs, just one earned in his five-inning start. He struck out five and walked two but did not figure in the decision. Jacob Dalton took the loss after giving up four runs, one earned on six hits, and three innings of relief. Reynolds went four of five, helping the fifth-year senior to a 7-of-10 effort on Saturday. Tao added a pair of singles in Game 2.
0: The Beavers then returned to action on Saturday when they got to host a rival Defiance College at Memorial Field. Beavers took care of business with a mercy rule 13-3 victory in Game One, and they finished the sweep with another seven-inning job, this time
1: 16-5. Bluffton put puts runs on the scoreboard in five of seven innings and route to a 13-3 victory in Game One. Reynolds and Duncan did the damage with RBI doubles in the bottom of the first as Bluffton went on went up for nothing over the over the Jackets. Sophomore Jack Tow doubled home read Rule in the second. And when Luke Hansen drew a bases-loaded walk, Tau crossed the dish for a 6 nothing spread after two innings. Rule lifted a sacrifice fly to center following a uh, Rogan leadoff triple in the third, and he tripled home Duncan and Nick Diana in the fourth for a 9 nothing advantage.
2: Defiant stuck around, stuck around with a run in the sixth and two more in the seventh with four tallies by the home team in the bottom of the frame ended it in a mercy rule fashion with Bluffton taking game 1 by a 13 to 3 count. A two-run double by Jake Bumgardner followed by a two-run Duncan base knock was all she wrote in the lift, lid lifter. Sophomore Jacob Bulkins made the most of a second straight quality start. He allowed just 3 runs, 2 earned on 6 hits and 6 innings of work. Bulkins fanned out 7 and walked for Jane Jacques worked a scoreless 7th to close it out. Rule Bumgardner and Duncan all drove in 3 runs and Hansen added a pair of a pair of RBIs. Latovsky, Towel, Reynolds, Bumgardner, and Duncan all crossed the dish twice in a 13-3 route. Game two was almost
0: was over almost before it started. Ten Bluffton runs in the home half of the first was more than enough to knock out the Jackets. Eight of those tallies were unearned as D.C. added to its misery with two first-inning errors. A Towel three-run bomb was the highlight. Reynolds got the got it going in the long ball action with a three-run homer in the fourth as Bluffton opened a 15-2 lead going to the fifth. Defiance tried to make a game of it with three scores in the top of the fifth, but a Tau RBI single in the bottom of the frame pushed it the lead to 11 for relievers Josh Slate and Seth Evans, who got it home in the seventh when they needed just eight batters to fin- finish off the 16-5 victory.
1: Tommy Seamer improved to 3-1 on the season, allowing five runs on eight hits with five strikeouts and five innings of work. Tau drove in five runs while Latovsky added four in game two. Rule and Rogan scored three times apiece, while Latovsky, Tau, Baumgartner all crossed the dish two times. Adam Yo chipped in with a pair of safeties.
0: The Beavers will be back in action on Saturday, April 10th, following the completion of their March 6th game when they get to Lexington, Kentucky. So they will finish the game that is in extra innings and then proceed to... Um, plate in their next, uh, the doubleheader as well, so it could be a long day for the Beavers down there in Transylvania. Um, but there was an award given to one of our players. Graduate student Parker Reynolds was named the HCAC Hitter of the Week after a monster effort at the plate last week. Reynolds led the Beavers to a 3-2 and two mark that included a sweep of rival Defiance College on Saturday. He hit 5-22 with 8 RBIs, 5 runs scored in 12 hits. The fifth year se- senior slug .739 with 2 doubles and a homer his on-base percentage was 560 for the week. Reynolds had a great good Friday going 7 of 10 at Manchester. Um, and so um, finally this baseball team seems to, to getting get a little things going their way. Um, they they obviously lost a tough one against Earlham, but then got a, a, a split on Friday and then proceeded to, to get two big wins against Defiance on Saturday. And hopefully that'll give this baseball team the, the confidence they've been looking for all season.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Then that those... Games Saturday were very impressive performances, and and to finally put um, two games together like that couldn't have come at a better time when you're playing your rival, um, you know, at home, and and that's just a big confidence booster going into another big weekend in which they got to face a a very good Transy team, and then they're facing um, they got MSJ this weekend who swept them uh, to start the season, and and the Beavers will be looking for revenge, but um, it uh, you know, it's good to see them finally get some confidence. for themselves and hopefully they can carry that into the rest of the year
0: agreed and definitely pitching is going to be another big thing it's just uh the pitching has been the most important thing f- for this team this year they're very young um and when you're playing double headers almost every single game it- it's every single not every day but you're playing three times a week and most of the time they're double headers it- it's extremely hard and you run out of pitching extremely fast and so um that's been a a big reason why the bluffton team has struggled but um, when you get a when your offense explodes the way that that does, then uh, it can take some relief off of your pitching. Um, but let's move over to softball as the Bluffton University softball team dropped a doubleheader to Case Reserve on Good Friday, April second. Spartans rolled to a 14-14-0 t- mercy rule victory in game one and followed that up with an 8-3 win in game two.
1: The lone Bluffton hit in game one was a Bobby Adams rocket down the right field line in the fourth inning. The Spartans scored. In only three innings, but they made them count with two in the first, five in the third, and a 7 spot in the fifth frame. Leadoff hitter Sarah Miller showed why she came into the game with a four oh seven batting average in five home runs as she lasered the second pitch of the game over the fence in center field and cleared the bases with her bomb to right in the fifth inning.
2: Katie Cord fell to 1-4 after surrendering 14 runs, seven earned, on 13 hits in five innings of work. She walked three and struck out one batter. After six more scoreless frames for the Beavers to start game two, the Bluffton Bats found some life in the seventh back-to-back RBI doubles by Adams and senior Taylor Stanky. Played at Lily Tate, pinch runner Samuel Urban, and Sidney Bowen, but it was not enough as the visitors capped the sweep with an 8-3 victory in game two. Sophomore Erin Norman slipped to one and three after, allowing four runs on five hits in her 6 inning start. She walked three, struck out one Spartan, struck out one Spartan. Stanky drove in two runs in senior. Riley Langstaff went two for four for the home team. The Beavers then
0: had to travel down to Rose Holman on Saturday for their conference opener at Rose Holman. Beavers moved to four and twelve overall and one and one in the Heartland Conference while Rose stands at six and seven and one and one in the HCAC after they split on the weekend.
1: A Taylor Stanky sacrificed fly in the first. And another RBI by the senior in the third had the Beavers up 2-0 before Rose played a pair of unearned tallies in the bottom of the frame. Lily Tate doubled to open up the fifth inning, and she came around courtesy of a Bobby Adams single that made the score 3-2. With the game knotted at 3-3 after seven innings, Sidney Sunken knocked in the game winner with two outs in the eighth as the Beavers opened their conference slate with a 4-3 victory.
2: Senior Katie McCord came in and worked scoreless frames. In the seventh and eighth, to notch her first victory of the season, she just allowed she allowed just one hit with no walks. Sophomore Erin Norman went six strong innings, allowing three runs and just two and just one earned along one earned on seven hits with five punchouts. Adam finished with with three hits. Tate went two of five with two runs scored. Stanky like drove in two runs and Riley Langstaff uh, wrapped a pair of two baggers
0: and gave up seven runs in the first two frames of game two, but the three beaver tallies in the second, another in the third kept the visitors within striking distance. Lexus Rutledge laced a two-run single, and Brianna Baker followed with a base knock that played in Marissa Avul in the second frame. Stanky's RBI double in the third, drove in Sammy Urban, making it 7-4 in favor of the engineers.
1: Avil's double in the fifth picked up Stanky, and... Adams nodding the score at sevens, but a ground ball with the sacks full in the bottom of the seventh propelled Rose to an 8-7 victory in game two. Stanky, Oval, and Rutledge all drove in two runs during the nightcap. Stanky scored twice for the Beavers. Junior Grace Fillinger took the hard luck loss after limiting Rose to just two runs over on six hits over her five and a third innings of work. She walked two and struck out one. McCord tag, was tagged for six runs on nine hits in just one plus inning in the circle
0: the beavers will welcome manchester for a pair of conference games on wednesday march 7th the first pitch is slated for 3:30 p.m still no outside visitors are allowed other than two parents per player um and so you can stream those games on blufftonbeavers.com um, but um, for, for the softball team i mean you finally open up conference play and, and you go down four and a half hours down down to rose holman and, and you win a game and in extra innings and then um lose another uh, tight one, um, giving up seven runs in the first two innings and um, unfortunately for the Beavers, I mean, that that's how it's gonna be. But but to go down and at least get one, I mean, you have to you have a have to have a little bit of confidence after after uh, the first games of the conference slate.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and those were the Bluffton and Rose were the two lowest preseason ranked teams and and now you have Manchester who was seventh. So they're all very winnable games here to open up conference play. And um, and the beavers will be happy that it, they went away and at least got uh, a split and hopefully they can they can get a another split or even a, a, a sweep against uh, Manchester at home, which they did sweep uh, Manchester earlier in the year in a non-conference matchup. so hopefully they can um, put it together and, and get some more wins.
0: Agreed, but let's wrap it up with the, the last sport that participated. The Bluff University football team fell to 3-3 three and three overall and 2-3 and three in the Heartland Conference following a 47-21 loss at Mount St. Joe on Saturday, April 3rd. A 20-point quarter by MSJ was just too much to overcome as the Lions punched in three touchdowns in the final 6-14 of the first half.
1: Lorenz Johnson got the visitor, visitors on the scoreboard with an 18-yard touchdown reception from fellow freshman Darnell Thomas with 5.22 to, open, to play in the opening quarter. The Beavers still led 7-6 throughout much of the first half until MSJ erupted for 20 points late in the first 30 minutes for a 26-7 halftime lead.
2: Thomas Thomas made it 26-14 midway through the third quarter after when he took it eight yards to the house, the two teams traded scores late in the third as freshman Kayvon Robinson ran it away, ran it from the six-yard line. But MSJ tacked on two more scores in the fourth quarter to wrap up its 47-21 victory over injury injury belittled Bluffton team on Saturday. Trayvon Mason led the ground game with 109 yards on 11 carries, including a 49-pacer and 49-yarder. Thomas carried the ball 21 times for 89 yards. MSJ finished up... Finished with a mark 465 to 246 edge in total yards, including 226 to 35 passing. Bluffton moved the chains four or four 14 times on the third down, compared to six to 10 times for the Lions. Freshman Nick Perry led the Beavers with nine tackle, nine tackles. Nolan Childress was on, in on eight stops, and Marcus Wood came with a pickoff and a 40 yard return.
0: Bluffton will return to action on Saturday, April 10th, when the Beavers welcome rival Defiance College kickoff at alumni field is slated for 1.30 PM. And once again, same thing, two parents per player are allowed, um, but no outside visitors. And please w- tune in at BlufftonBeavers.com or listen to us on the radio at 961 The Wit. Um, but um injury riddled is definitely the way to describe this team um you have um your starting quarterback your starting running back and one of your starting offensive linemen that all got injured in the game before and none of them played in this game um and that definitely had a big effect as uh, a lot of freshmen had to step up and, and play uh, big minutes uh for for this football team and unfortunately lost to a, a very good Mount St. Joe team
1: yeah absolutely there's always going to be a, a difficult ask to go down there and play one of the better teams in the league um with all the injuries, like you said, and hopefully they can get healthy for the big one this week against uh, that other purple team. And and hopefully, you know, that's the biggest game on the schedule, and it's it's a game that everybody circles. And at home, uh, you got to take care of business, and hopefully they can get healthy for it.
2: Definitely. Uh, uh, Defiance is a big game this weekend, and hopefully the Beavers can regain some of of that uh, early season momentum they have after dropping three, three straight. Uh, But I expect big things from the Beavers, and I'm excited to be able to watch the game, and I'm sure you guys will be excited to call it.
0: Yes, uh, we will be extremely excited. Hopefully, uh, Nobis will be back from his concussion, Um, fingers crossed there, as he has really stepped in and and has played extremely well for the Beavers this season. Um, So we wish them luck. We wish all of the Beavers teams an action Luck this week, but that does wrap up this episode of The Beaver Dam. We thank you for listening and encourage you to come back and listen to us next Sunday at 7 p.m. Check out previous podcasts, search and subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, The Wit 961 Podcast at Bluffton University. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Beaver 961. For more stories and information, check out our website, blufftonwit.com, and subscribe. This has been Patrick Spillman, joined alongside with Grant Ingham and Garrett Heitkamp. We thank you for listening to 961
1: The Wit.